everyone. You are listening to our very first episode of Books from the Basement. I'm Lisa. I'm Amy. And we have decided to go through some books that we read as basically, I would say, teenagers, um, maybe tweens. Tweens, I think. I'm tweens, yeah. yeah. And just talk about things that we noticed reading them through again and see what we can figure out between different versions of the books and that sort of thing. I think it's going to be an interesting experience to go through these books. Yeah, COVID has certainly uh, given us a lot of spare time in which to dig our books out of the basement and uh, open the boxes and start going through some of those old favorites. Yes, we are starting with the Trixie Belden series. Uh, We started doing this because we were, I think, just one day talking about, do you remember reading, and you know, I don't even know what it was, Betsy Tacey or Trixie Belden or anything like that, and we got into a conversation about it, and then we just kind of decided it would be really fun to go back and read those books, and that was about two years ago. We were going to kind of do it as a book club, (laughs) just the two of us. And we ended up being so fascinated with it that we kind of went down this rabbit hole of old books. And I've been buying a lot of them on eBay because I did not keep my books in a box in the basement. And I had no idea how many different, especially Trixie Belden, how many different printings and versions there were of that. So I'm finding that very interesting. For sure. Yes, my books were in the basement and then my basement of my parents' house and then it flooded. Hmm. So I also am having to rebuy all the books or get them from the library when the library is open. Yes. Well, it's open. You just have to drive through apparently to get your books. Uh, Pointing pointing out the, the fact that Lisa is in Minnesota and I am in California. So. Oh, right. You don't have that in Santa Barbara. You don't have the drive-thru. We don't have the drive-thru. Gotcha. Um, yes, I am in Minneapolis, where on November 6th, it is 73 degrees today. Oh, we'll check back in with you next time, and I bet it'll be different. <laughs> I'm sure it will. It's supposed <laughs> to snow next week, so we'll see. Fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. And we're actually broad, er, uh, recording this on what the Friday after the election. So I've been pretty stressed. I've been toggling between nausea and stress eating, which is not a good combination. Does not sound so fun. I just uh, don't turn on the news and I just Mm -hmm. check my phone every four or five hours and just nothing Nothing yeah. has changed. So one of those elections. No, I, I guess I'm more afraid of the aftermath than I am the election itself. But this is not a political podcast. It's not. Oh, so I apologize. Okay. So, oh, I just kind of, I guess, do you want to outline how we're going to go about which books we select and how we're going to do the Trixie Right. So we originally started where we just went back and forth and one of us would pick a series and then we would kind of commit to just reading the first couple of that series. But inevitably we would get into them and uh, continue reading, which is what happened with Trixie. Um, I had never heard of the Trixie Belden series. I didn't, I kind of shied away from mysteries growing up. I 
didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I have been. Uh, there's 39 books in the series, and I think our plan is to read them all. Mm-hmm. Podcast-wise, probably won't go through all of them because um, that would be a lot. It would take a year. We're planning on doing one book an episode at this point. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough to talk about in that book. But yes, (laughs) we we have a lot of other series we would like to do as well. And so we don't want to get stuck on on Trixie and have it just be about that. So yeah, heading in just so people kind of know that that's how we plan to run the podcast and that's the plan and then uh we we did a trial run where we started just literally going through the entire plot of the first book of the series and two hours two hours later we were halfway through and realized (laughs) that's not the way to go about it no not at all so this time we're gonna change things up and hopefully get more information out within a shorter period of time so. That's right. I have prepared a synopsis. I have, I have also prepared. Ooh. So, I don't know. <laughs> done my homework. So why don't we start? Let's start with a synopsis of the book uh, for people who have not read Secret of the Mansion, which is the book we're going to be discussing. <clears throat> you, it would be good, I guess, to give them a background. Yes, and and if it's been a while. That, right. uh, exactly. since you've read it, it will also be helpful to remember, remind yourself of the highlights of the book yes and notice the the things that you missed as a child and and the things that now you maybe would um really notice indeed uh yeah Uh, this book is um written by julie campbell we should mention author stuff a little bit um she wrote she herself actually wrote the first six so that's her idea her concept every her voice and then the rest of the 39 so 33 33 this is not a a math podcast (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it is but (laughs) i I need i'm an accountant and i need a calculator but yes Um, yeah, the remaining 33. Yes, so they were all ghostwritten. Um, they, the books say Catherine Kenny, that was not a real person. We spent a long time going down some rabbit holes of trying to figure out who wrote which book, but we realized then that no, no that no, that wasn't that, gonna <laughs> they're heavily, heavily edited. So one yeah. should almost try to find out who edited that book as opposed to who wrote it. Exactly, because. We would get very, very excited when we would find a similarity and, oh, oh, this person definitely wrote this one. Absolutely. And then we're not sure. So Not sure. It did, it did really spark the, a lot of enthusiastic yes, discussions, it, though. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> a lot. Okay. So. Should I do my little synopsis? Yeah, why don't and then you do you the can... synopsis and then we can kind of go Okay. If I miss something, you can fill it in. I will raise my hand. All right, Secret of the Mansion, written in 1948. So keep in mind that the what things were like back then. Um, so Trixie Belden, she lives on a farm in upstate New York. Uh, it's summer and she's bored. Up on the hill, there's a empty mansion. And lucky for Trixie, Honey Wheeler and her family move into the mansion. And they very, very quickly become BFFs. <laughs> yes, they do. Within yes, the first they day. Do. Within the first day. 
Which so I think, the wheel. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say. Oh. I think for uh, thirteen-year-old girls, that kind of happens. Yeah, sometimes. it's summer. They're, yeah, they're bored. it's just well. Don't you remember if you went to a camp or you went to just a day-long retreat or something? You'd meet someone, and then it was instant friendship, and then you were going to be friends forever and talk for sure after the retreat, and then you never talk to that person again. That is true. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I didn't need to interrupt. So, but they do. They're very close. Very quickly. Uh, the Wheelers have horses. Trixie has always wanted a horse. She's never ridden, but they get to, uh, she gets to learn riding up at the Wheelers mansion. Uh, there's another mansion on another hill and that has mean old man Frayne has lived there and he is currently dying in the hospital. So there's a rumor that there's money, half a million hidden somewhere in this crumbling down decrepit mansion Should I do, do we have inflation a inflation calculation now? yes yes do we okay. have an inflation calculation sound do, 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 do. inflation calculation <laughs> something like we'll, that we'll have one eventually we'll get sound effect okay so in 1948 five hundred thousand dollars is worth today five million four hundred and forty two thousand four hundred and twenty six dollars and sixteen cents maybe different because i did do the calculation a week right right yeah okay well that's a that's a lot more and a lot more motivation than than a half a million yeah definitely Mm -hmm. more than um okay so they ride on over to check it out since the house is now empty and surprise surprise his 15 year old great nephew jim winthrop frame the second um, he has arrived and broken in and is sleeping on a mattress on the floor. And the house is a wreck. So, so they convinced Jim they should look search the, the house for the mo- missing money while uh, the guy's in the hospital. And to no avail, but it does ensue mayhem and adventure while they uh, <laughs> search for it. Old Man Frame dies. They find a will that is where he's leaving everything to Jim, but they don't think there's anything there. Jim's abusive stepfather, Jonesy, shows up to try to claim Jim back as a worker and Jim's afraid that if if there's any money that he'll steal it. His cigarette burns the house down. Trixie somehow manages to push the mattress out the window. That's the only thing that gets saved. Yeah, that was was interesting. Interesting. And convenient, yes. And I think I'm envisioning a mattress and a window and I'm not really picturing it. No, and mattresses are very heavy, and it was big enough for Jim, Trixie, and Honey to sit on it and have picnics. Yeah. So it wasn't a twin-size mattress. No, it wasn't. I Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, side note, while all this is going on, uh, Trixie has a little brother, a six-year-old brother, Bobby, who gets bitten by a copperhead, and Trixie's stomach turningly sucks the venom out for 30 minutes while they wait for the doctor to arrive from the town, which is two miles away. Um, He's going to be okay. She saved him. She saved his life. Uh, So overnight after the fire, Jim figures out that the mattress is stuffed with money. The one place they didn't look. And he leaves a note saying he's, he's taken off to avoid his stepfather and uh, he's missing MIA end of book. End of book. They are, they have, 
they have come up with a plan at the end that they are going to take a trailer trip to go in search of him since they he had said indicated that he was going to be working at a camp right he was he was gonna look for a boys camp that might hire him Right. So therefore, yes, two 13-year-old girls should just explore upstate New York with their new governess. Honey has a new governess. Absolutely they should. And in a 15-year-old boy, I mean, how hard could he be to find? On foot in the woods. Um, He does have red hair. Oh, well. Maybe, maybe that. I would just like to add another inflation calculation. Hmm, for what? For the value of 10 acres, because there is a discussion about how Jim actually would inherit the act, the land. The land that the mansion the was on. The gone, it would just be the land, which was, it was 10 acres. 10 acres. How much did they say it was worth back in? $10,000. Eat per acre or the 10 acres were... Ten eight a thousand dollars an acre. Okay. So ten thousand dollars total is I don't want to do that song. Is a hundred and eight thousand eight hundred and forty-eight fifty-two, which if I remember correctly, Trixie points out that would be enough for him to go to college, which in nineteen forty-eight, I think it would have been probably enough for that and much, 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 much more. Because I went to college in nineteen eighty-four and I paid at the University of Minnesota, $1,800 a year for as many credits as I wanted. Right. Yes. No, you are. I agree. So, I, I, I mean, yes, it's not $5 million, but I, I think, you know, $100,000 is a good amount of money. But yes. He needs to run away for other reasons. Yes, he's, he's on the lamb from Jonesy. And do we know, we do find out at the end that it's actually the, the $500,000 correct? That's in the- Yeah. Yeah. So what was in the mattress was not the half a million. It was, no. they don't, they're vague about that. He, in his letter, Jim says it wasn't a half a million, but it'll, it'll be enough to carry me over or, right. you know, so they don't really say what was stuffed in the mattress, but the half a million is in some trust. trust. And, yeah. That's what the lawyer, I think that's what the lawyer says at the end. I think you're right is that it is a half a million dollars in a trust for him. So, and who knows, you know, maybe there's been some interest. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. This is my accountant brain. Okay. Well, let's move, let's move on. I think we should then. move on from numbers. So what's some, what's, uh, tell me some discussion questions that you have. Well, I, I went through the 19, original 1948 version and compared it to the most recent version. Okay. Which so, was in 1980 something? 1977. Okay. That was when it was printed. And I think that was also the copyright. That was also the, the latest copyright. Over the, what would that be, 30 years? Yeah. 30 years, there have been numerous editions and covers. A lot of the bindings seem to, I, you know, it's the old switcheroo. Let's change, change the cover and maybe someone will forget that they've already bought that book. And read mm-hmm. it. Or to make it more appealing to the kids of that day and age, because I always judged a book by its cover. I did too. I did too. And I'm even you know, today. I'm just yes, so... they, they didn't do such a great job with the, with the more contemporary covers. But... <laughs> right. 
Right. So the one thing I did find out is that the 19, the major differences are between the 1948 version and the next version, which is the 1954 version. Okay. Which is also the cover that's kind of got a cellophane cover. Anyway, if you've read Trixie before, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, we also have an email address and you can email us. Um, with any questions or feedback, the address is booksfromthebasementpc at gmail.com. Okay. That was pretty good. We will be having a website, but there's nothing on it right now. So don't go there. Don't go there. It, it'll be just a screen of water. It's very calming, but there's no information. All right. Let's discuss this book. Yes. Oh, so I was just going to say also that the differences between the 1954 version and all of the other versions are very, very few. Even the most recent one. So they didn't do a lot of changing after that. It was a lot of um, Mm -hmm. using different terms for things, like instead of mom's mother so it would start as mother and then it kind of evolved into yes. always moms one of, of one of trixie's one of trixie's endearing mm-hmm. traits is that she calls her mother moms with an s on the end but not dads not dads just moms moms they never really say where it came from or why but that's the way it is in the belden family Okay, so, oh, do we want to talk about the Belden family? Um, well. Or should we just, okay. She has three brothers, okay? Yeah. <laughs> two older, one younger. Two older, the two older are at camp. They don't make it yeah. into this book at all. No, no. And, yeah, so we don't need to talk about them in Let's this not. episode. Let's not. Yeah, good idea. So, I'm going to tell you, Amy, about the differences between the 1948 version and the 1954 version. Okay. You have only read the 1977 version. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. So I'm going to try and go through this quick because I have a lot of notes. For the most part, the two editions are the same. And there were some, a lot of punctuation differences and that mm. sort of thing between 1954 and 1977. But like I said, other than that, it was just a lot of words that were different and i feel like punctuation changes yes definitely what's you know what's okay and And i I know when yeah when lisa is a a resident author and when she wrote her first book she wrote it all with two spaces in between every sentence (laughs) which we all thought was a thing apparently it's not a thing anymore No, and that's what I learned in typing and in high school. Yeah. I have used it my whole life through law school. No one ever said anything about how it was wrong. Yeah. And then I start writing books and my editor comes along and says, no. mm -mm." Go back in and take a space out between every sentence of your 400 page (laughs) book. 350 page book. So anyway, I think, yes, grammar, grammar, punctuation stuff is, is to be expected. It is. That is but what else did you find? Well, I found out that there is a small section in both books where, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but Jim had kind of rigged up a shower at 10 Acres. Oh, yes, he did. And it was kind of a complicated shower. Well, barrels, ropes. Yeah, drums. Frankly, 
Not being someone interested in plumbing, I pretty much just skipped over it. Well, then in 1954, they decided that there needed to be a better explanation of the shower, which I'm not going to read this because I I don't want to, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I believe my mind pretty much glazed over during that part. Yeah, and I don't honestly understand either one. I am not an engineer or a plumber, like I said. So basically... They re, yeah, they just redo the whole shower. I don't know why it's not a huge part of the book. I wonder if it, if it didn't make sense to people and so they were attempting to re reconfigure it so that it would make sense to people but yeah I, honestly neither makes sense it's maybe very... the first one just wouldn't have worked and then they had to do another one because somebody complained that it was wrong yeah that's kind of what you just said yeah okay I would have never noticed. Okay, so then the other major part, and you will like this, is that in the 1948 version, um, there are two, chapter 12 and chapter 13 are... Or, or well, okay. So chapter twelve in the next version is split in the in the nineteen forty eight version. Does that make sense? So they mm-hmm. in the nineteen forty eight version, it was two chapters long. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right at all. Cut. Okay. So in the original nineteen forty eight version, chapter twelve is titled Understanding Reagan. Okay. Okay. Chapter thirteen is titled A Night at the Manor House. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. In the next version and all the other versions, chapter 12 is separated into two chapters. Okay. So they added a chapter in the middle. They did. So they have a chapter 12 that's titled Jed Tomlin's Colt. And a chapter 13 is the Understanding Reagan. And then throughout the rest of the book, they're just, there's one chapter off. Right. Why would they do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. They added an entire section, several pages long, uh, about a turkey dinner. Do you remember the turkey dinner? Oh, the turkey dinner. Because they... (laughs) Your favorite part. Yes. (laughs) Yes, because Mrs. Belden makes an entire turkey and with stuffing for lunch on a Sunday. And it's... The two brothers are at camp. Bobby, the little brother, is recuperating from his copperhead bite. So it's just Mr. and Mrs. Belden and Trixie. Entire turkey dinner. With stuffing. Loved... Yeah, that was my favorite part. So that you're saying that that was not in... The it original? was not in the 1948 version. What? Yeah. I believe there's a lot of detail about that meal <laughs> <laughs> given in the... <laughs> there is a lot of detail about the meal. So it, it happens after Trixie comes home. Okay, so do you remember when they Jim went up in the ladder, not the time he fell? Are you going to later talk about all the I, accidents? Yeah, I do have, a, I have a list of the, a list of the okay. traumatic injuries that happened. So this is not the time Jim actually fell off the ladder this is when he gets the bible out of the upstairs and he drops it and they find the will Mm, mm. okay you remember that part yes i do so trixie goes home and this is where everything changes uh so in the 1948 version she goes home she has a quick exchange about that she's going to take care of bobby while her parents go drive up the river and stop for tea uh they leave bobby wakes up they eat cookies and Trixie tells Bobby about the mansion. Okay. And then the chapter ends with Trixie dreaming about having her own horse. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So that's it. 
not Jed Tomlinson's. Nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. No. And then the the next morning, Honey comes over and tells Trixie about her ride with Jim. Remember? uh, They went for a horse ride. They Mm -hmm. go they go riding because Jim wanted to ride Jupiter, the big black difficult horse to handle. And she tells her kind of about the ride through the woods and jumping fences and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then at that point, the books merge back and the night at the manor house chapter begins. Okay. So okay. how many how many pages did they add in? Do you know? Is it like, well, sorry to ask you about numbers. Yeah. <laughs> God, catching you unprepared. Count, I do have about four pages of note, which I'm not going to read the entire exchange. I'm just yes. going to give you the versions i would say a good six pages wow okay so what do you think was the point what what other than turkey dinner what else let me why don't you let me just kind of say what the notes are and then i would like to discuss that i have that as a discussion question why we think that they added this all in okay so in the next in the other version she comes home after finding the will she has a conversation with her mother about mom's I'm sorry, with moms about listening to her father read to Bobby and remembering what it was like to have the same experience when she was young. She expresses her happiness about being born into her family and that she feels sorry for people like Honey who don't have fun with their parents. Mm, Because Honey's Uh, a poor little rich girl whose parents are always away. And she actually is kind of the epitome of the poor little rich girl. Yes, at this point in the series. Yeah. And then later, though, they become horrible. They do. And Trixie also says she's glad they aren't rich. And her mother Mm. agrees. Then, oh, here, I have it. Three full pages of content are added to describe a turkey dinner where Trixie helps her mother prepare a salad. um, And they talk about Bobby and how he can be a nuisance. Her mother agrees. They talk about Bobby's relationship with her brothers. It it just, yes, this kind of heartfelt conversation Showing bonding, I think, between her and her mother, which is probably why it was added. Uh, So not so much action, but only action that's added in is the turkey dinner. Yes, and I don't even think the conversation really, I mean, it could have been in a sentence that she's glad they aren't rich. There must be some other reason. So then Mm -hmm. after they do all that, Mr. Belden appears for turkey carving duty Mm. as the man of the house. He, you know, slides on in when it's time to just cut the turkey. That's funny, though. We still do that at my, at my house. Yeah. We, I do all the prep for Thanksgiving for 17 people, all the side dishes. I do the turkey. And when it comes out of the oven, we call in my husband, George, and everyone gets out their phones. And, re- and it's like a funny thing now <laughs> because, you know, it's like, here, carve it. And we all put up like videos from Food Network of Guy Fieri and Elton, Elton Brown and how to how to carve a turkey and then um everyone takes videos and makes fun of him but (laughs) now your husband george is from india he is and so many turkeys there i was gonna say how many turkeys did he (laughs) carve there he's probably was very excited to have something new to to do yeah you know a a new tradition yeah and it did become and it did become kind of a funny family tradition so right I can yes. see him getting enjoying that. Oh, we should also <laughs> remember, or we should also say that Amy and I have known each other since we were 15 and 16 years old. We went to high school together. She's a former Minnesotan mm-hmm. who abandoned me mm-hmm. someplace warm that I can't afford yeah. to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Early 80s we met. Yes. Yeah. You were, I believe, well, it doesn't matter. 
We were in high school. <laughs> we were in high school. A year apart. And so we went to, we both went to college at the University of Minnesota. And then I stayed here to go to law school and you went out to Oregon. The West Coast. The West Coast. The West Coast Graduate School. So I don't know. I just thought people might want to know that we might have some insight. All right. Okay. Well, sorry. okay. So okay. other than the turkey. Back, back to it. Uh, so he carves the turkey and then they decide to eat in the kitchen instead of the dining room. Oh, he puts, they put the turkey onto a silver platter too, which I think is very 1948, 1950. Totally. Where you get everything is just very, especially on holidays. My mom would get out the china, even though there are five kids. <laughs> everything was very fancy yeah and one thing i did notice because i was keeping track of the days of the week of this book because the entire book takes place over a seven day period uh and this did fall on a sunday so and sunday dinner right. especially on a farm i think were a big oh definitely, a definitely. big deal it three just, people or ten people yeah i guess yeah and it's not that bobby wasn't there he just didn't eat they also talk about how bobby is an imp who gets into trouble a lot now, I have a question later about the, the Bobby negativity toward Bobby. Okay, so then they have the discussion about pineapple juice and cookies, which they kind of had in the, the last edition. Okay. And um, they say they're leaving to go for the drive. And then there's another large section added where Bobby wakes up and Trixie shows him a box of colored straws, which Miss Trask, who is honey's governess gave him and this i thought was interesting because bobby is six years old and i'm sure anyone who has read trixie belden can um relate to the fact that bobby has some speech issues but only in certain books and in certain parts of books is that something you notice i did notice that because in the night the, the, the 1948 version so and before this new insert happened and after this insertion happened he spoke pretty well he spoke spoke clearly he didn't have any weird speech mannerisms that came in with this what happened and maybe Hmm. at the beginning of the 1954 book was he talking okay because maybe this has to do with the snake bite (laughs) maybe Uh? neurological issues after the, I don't know anything about snakes and copperheads and copperhead bites, but it's a little interesting that all of a sudden he can't. That is true. Yeah. And the, yeah, because I always kind of keep track of Bobby and how he's talking. And they started this book out with him speaking full sentences, pronouncing right. words correctly. Right. And yeah, he got bit by this. I read up on copperheads a little bit and it can yeah. take, usually most people recover within a couple of weeks, but there can be long lasting. Uh, Neurological issues? Yes. Physical, physical impediments? <laughs> impediments. Uh, so perhaps yeah. that is, we, perhaps we have found the answer to the whole series of Bobby and <laughs> Why not, him Bobby? flipping back and forth. Sometimes he can say big yes. words. Sometimes he can't say anything. And that's how neurological issues are. You know, sometimes they're just better and sometimes they're worse. Hey. So I'm going to say he, we have not found him having a head injury yet. That would be the other thing I would bring up. Right. But Plenty of other people have head injuries and don't uh, show any. (laughs) Well, some do. (laughs) I have had probably 
five concussions. And no, I meant in the book. In, oh, the, in book. the book, there are there are in real life. Like, no, yeah, I, I mean it, no, issues. no. Okay. Yes, in the in the book, there are lots yes. of injuries. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to the. You're right. You're right. But okay, okay. so Bobby, right. what's what's changes in this like new place? What what is he what is he saying? Well, that- there's a couple different interesting things here. So he tells Trixie he wants a lavender straw. Now, normally that would be the way a child would pronounce that word, and especially a six-year-old. They yeah, V's are really, tough. Yeah, um, but the fact that he's picking lavender is odd to me. <laughs> you know, you would think red, blue, green, lavender. But red, blue, and green are easier to say. Right. So why would he choose lavender? Harder to say and an odd choice. But I don't want to well, slam Bobby about his Yes. Yeah. So if it was a deliberate choice by the author, maybe it right. was to show suddenly that he can't say lavender with the v, 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 yeah. v. Well, that doesn't bother me as much as it's because because it's his favorite color. F-A-V-R-I-T. Favorite. Mm. Yeah, they're suddenly showing how yeah he can't talk yeah. were there and then he there was another straw too right not mm-hmm. only lavender there were it was a box of he, colored well straws. he chose he because i remember this now he chose lavender and orange with oh. an n in front of orange right. so suddenly he's really in trouble <laughs> And is this the book where he says hope all the time? H-O-L-P? Just once. The f- okay. One time he says hope. But it's, uh, I think it might be after the snake bite. I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to have to, you make a note because we're going to have to keep a lookout for it. If you're, if you're listening, <laughs> if anyone's listening and you, what you, you could email us and tell us what you think about the snake bite theory. So yeah. Can, maybe there's someone out there who's a snake specialist. Perhaps we're on to something. Okay. okay. Or we're just being ridiculous. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Quite possible. The chapter ends with dream with Trixie dreaming about a horse of her own. Okay. Then chapter 13 starts. Okay, that mm-hmm. was chapter 12. Okay. What was that chapter called? <laughs> Ched Tomlin's Cole. Well, but what is that referring to? I think it was referring to there was one small part uh, in the later ones where or the 1954 um, edition where she talks, her dad mentions someone, this Jed Tomlin has a colt and maybe she could buy that horse because she remembers she wants to buy a horse. Yes. Okay. Um, and so I think that that just refers to that little tiny bit where he says, oh, I heard that someone's got a horse for sale. Got it. It's a colt that's unbroken. So that's a perfect, perfect horse for a beginning rider. Okay. <laughs> so then... We're going to move into chapter 13 and I'm Mm -hmm. going to, this one, this one, I'm just going to kind of go through fast because it it really contains a conversation uh, between Honey and Trixie that has a lot of information about their, the differences of the way they grew up and their relationship. Mm. First of all, Honey bursts into the house without knocking, which Mm -hmm. of course a wheeler would never do that. And then they have a conversation about um, how now that she's a country girl, she's lost her manners. Now, I don't know, has it been maybe three days since she's lived in the country? Uh, let's see. This is the so, turkey. Was the, the, this is the day after the turkey or the same day? 
It's the next morning. The next, that's day four. Okay. So she's, she's basically lived there for four years because, or four days, because Trixie saw them moving in. Right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So she's already lost her manners. She has. And Trixie explains that's the normal way of country life. I'm telling you right now, even in 1950, if someone just banged through my door, I, I'm not sure if I lived in the country, I would even like that, but. I'm a city girl. Okay. And then they have a long discussion about Honey's life in New York. Um, The neighbors that she didn't know. Elevator rides, they discuss. They discuss how Trixie has friends at school, but she doesn't see them over the summer. And she also doesn't like them half as much as she likes Honey. And these are kids (laughs) she's been going to school with her whole life. So I think maybe it's not liking them as much as she's sick of them. Also, I'm confused about why she doesn't get to see her friends over the summer since time is two miles away which does and she not has a bike that she rides everywhere yes she does is this is this what you're saying only in the new version later version yes okay it is not in the night okay and then honey talks about that she loves trixie and jim she stammers it and then she tells trixie about her ride with jim and then there's this whole thing about how reagan gives honey gave honey a box of tiny horses to give to bobby reagan is the groom at the Wheeler Mansion. He, he takes care of the horses and is teaching Trixie how to ride. And I think maybe Bobby has spent a couple hours with him. But he gives Honey some horses and she brings them up to Bobby's room. And Honey comes back down as just... He's so and says how cute Bobby is, and she wishes she had a little brother like Bobby and an older brother like Jim. Then she tells him about the ride through the woods with with uh, Jim on Jupiter, and the books merge back. And okay. now they're the CeeLo version is chapter thirteen, and the nineteen forty eight version is chapter twelve, and then they're one chapter off for the rest. Okay, of the I do have all that that you just said though in my version, right? That's all the stuff that was added. Oh, that was not in the original. Yeah. This so is continue. all the stuff they added. Okay. And that's the that end is. of what I have. But okay. it, it's probably a good six pages. Okay. So why? And who? <laughs> Here, that, these what, are my why, questions. Where, when, and how? My question, my first question is, why was the part about Trixie's relationship with her dad added? Hmm. You know, just that little, oh, I remember when dad used to read to me. And they, along with the conversation um, with uh, Trixie and her mom about kind of, I, I saw that as almost a bonding conversation between them. And yeah. Really, Since this is the first book, I wonder if they thought they, there needed to be a little more, almost like a backstory and they didn't want to put it in just as like the author telling the reader, but they wanted to have it be shown instead of told. Okay. That makes sense. Also, I was wondering if maybe it has to do with, with Honey's view of her life and the differences between Honey's parents and Trixie's parents. So in, like you said, instead of saying it, really yeah. showing the difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, even though you could really say it and it makes sense, maybe they just want the reader to really understand that. Yeah. Huh. And, and I feel like Mr. and Mrs. Belden didn't have a lot of uh, personality before that. There they didn't was, have any personality before that. I mean. Yeah. So, so maybe a device to try to give them some personality and to, and again, like what you were saying, if that makes sense, right. To show the difference between the contrast between Mr. Belden reads to Bobby, Mrs. Belden makes a turkey dinner and then honey. Yeah. 
and then also the ingredients of the dinner and the fact that they're you know going to eat in the kitchen instead of in the cold dining room just those yeah. different things i think that they add to that and not the ingredients as much i don't understand that but well maybe because she was cooking with her mom she was making yeah, helping out, they, yeah, helping, helping out. out, and maybe to point out the difference between you know how how formal the meals would be at the manor, yeah, house, and how cozy their meals are as a family. So, right, I mean that makes sense. Yes, and then maybe even maybe they're sort of trying to make the point that money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, exactly. All you oh. poor li- poor little readers reading this that wish you were rich. Right. <laughs> grateful for what you have. And then what what do you think this negativity is about Bobby? I mean, they really do kind of diss him. They do diss him. And not to spoiler alert, in later books, he really lives up to that reputation. So I don't know. He does. Maybe he's going, he does. Maybe he's going through a, a phase right now that... <laughs> he causes, he causes, he's able to cause a lot of trouble well and they might just be weary of taking care of him after his snake bite with potential neurological deficiencies and then just i, I was just kind of curious i don't want to spend a lot of time on this and why they did the here this person gave you straws here this person gave you horses i don't know if it's it's if it's about Bobby as much as it would be about these people in Honey's life that even though they're not her parents, they're kind of like her fan, like they're thinking about other people. So they're kind right. of like what her family, what a family would do. Yeah. Yeah. So, like her real, her real family is Miss Trask and servants. Yeah. Reagan. Yeah. So maybe mm. that's kind of, oh, but she has these people who are very thoughtful. So it doesn't really have anything to do with Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. And then just the added discussion about Trixie and Honey's relationship. And I think that's just to add depth to their relationship and how fast it's, uh, how fast they're bonding. Yeah. Then I think the real question is, if this was only written, edited in 1954, that was still Julie Campbell writing the books, not these random oh, editors. good point. So who, who decided that should be put in and who wrote it? It sounds very much like the same language as the other books. It doesn't exactly. sound like an editor suddenly wrote six pages and tucked them in. I wonder if, if Julie Campbell herself... Probably because, you know, she wrote the last book she wrote... Uh, Mystery in Arizona. She wrote in 1950, was published in 1958. Oh, uh, so, so she was, was definitely involved with these books. Interesting so stuff. That actually makes a lot of sense. She probably, like I do, read through the book and just realized that there was a lot missing. Especially if she had written a couple other ones by then and she goes right. back and looks at the first one and thinks, ooh, I need to uh-huh. kind of... <laughs> solidify like the personalities of these characters or yes i have done that as well (laughs) it's hard when you write a series and you have the same characters and then all of a sudden you realize the ages are off or (laughs) this person you really want this to happen in this book but there's absolutely no reason based on the other books and that sort of thing yeah oh and then i have one more inflation calculation Hmm, for what Uh, pray tell for trixie's allowance oh okay she got five dollars a week which in today's money would be fifty four dollars and forty two cents whoa nelly 
That is a big allowance. I yeah, I give my kids $5 a week for all the chores. I mean, they don't certainly don't do as many chores as Trixie, who literally yeah. does all the gardening the and the dusting and the dishes and the She's taking the care nanny. of Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I give my kids $5 a week in 2020. I know. I know I didn't get much more than $5 a week in high school. <laughs> that is a lot of money. That is a lot. Maybe because they're trying to help her save for the horse and they want her to actually be able to get the horse by working for it. And, you know, they they could maybe afford the horse, but they want her to learn a life lesson about work. Maybe. I think she came up with an amount, though. I think yeah. she was, do you think I can make $5? That yeah. would be weird for, you know, your kid to say, do you think I can make $50 a week? <laughs> That's a lot. That's but a lot. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I understand that she's not as rich as Honey, but it doesn't seem to me that they're living in squalor. No. Your dad works at a bank. It's a big house. Yeah. And yeah, a big farm. They have an orchard and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But it's interesting to talk about this because I'm actually seeing a little bit more into how the author might have wanted it them to come across than I had, did before. Right. Like a, a little more right. insight into Definitely. like the reasons behind. It's easy to forget that when you're an author, every word you put in is for a reason. Yeah, it should be. Definitely. Should be. Do you, should we move on to accidents and injuries? Yeah, let's, because there were a lot, and uh, I'm not going to go into any details. I'm just going to list them Awesome. uh, with the thought that this literally was seven days, (laughs) and on on three of the days, there are no injuries, so. Wow, okay. In four days, uh, Trixie fell off the horse the first time she rode lady and Bobby was bitten by the copperhead. That was the first day. That was the first day. Uh, Then the next day she gets thrown off the big horse, Jupiter into a hedge. Uh, She crawls through hedges and runs into a a summer house that is covered with Ivy. So you can't see it. It just runs right into it with her head, head first. Um, Honey. (laughs) <laughs> Honey is learning to ride a bike and falls off the bicycle with, and gets entangled in the bicycle as a laundry truck is pulling into the driveway. It has to slam its brakes on, barely misses her. She gets a huge gash on her knee. Uh, they go to the lake and they're going swimming. Trixie dives off a rock and it's a shallow end of the lake and um, hits her head on a rock, gets a concussion, has to get dragged out of the lake unconscious by honey, by her hair. She doesn't have much hair either. She doesn't have much hair. And uh, uh, the, she's bleeding from the head, pounding head, but she's fine. It's okay. <laughs> they don't talk about it much concussion. after that. Yes. Is this all uh, still, this, are we still on the second day? Day two. Oh, uh, that was a busy day. A mad dog comes out of the woods and lunges at Honey, and Jim is there with a handily having a gun and uh, shoots the dog. Uh, Honey faints. That's the day they pull the ladder out, climb up it, one of the (laughs) wrong... 
he's, he's going to look in the second story of this mansion and he's up on the top and one of the rungs breaks and Jim falls all the way backwards uh, with the ladder on landing on top of him. That was day two. That sounds like it would just be an entire day to go to the, you know, call the ambulance and go to the hospital. Yeah. Was he unconscious? Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, they think he broke his back, but he's okay. Oh. Okay, he's okay. He's our he tough. Up. He's our tough kids. Get out from under the ladder. Then let's see. On day five, they get lost in the woods. They're they're lost for a long time. They are like they don't know where which direction is out, how to get home, how to get out. This is I I note that because it is the first of many times they will get lost in these woods. Incident number one, uh, honey falls off her horse, strawberry sprains her ankle. The horse runs away. Mr. Frame dies that day. Old man frame. Then day six, um, a plane crashes into the woods <laughs> and bursts into That's flames. Right. <laughs> and I expected that to be such a huge thing because they kept talking about how dry everything was. Yeah, and how and so if that, it caught on fire every yeah, autumn. I thought the whole woods would have caught on fire, how dry it was. And then there's kind of just this one line about, oh, the fire, the firefighters put the fire out and it didn't take long. What? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the whole point of the, 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 the no. pilot ejected, the pilot ejected himself. And then the, as the plane burst into flames and landed right next to the 10 acre, we're very close to all three houses. Um, except that I think that made the news. Right, right. All the news people came. And that's maybe what alerted Jim's stepdad, Jonesy, to where oh, he sure. was. Sure. I'm not sure how maybe. that all relates. <laughs> it must have had something to, I think it did have something to do with that. Because there's no other reason for for it they never talk about the pilot i mean he just goes to the he actually goes to the hospital i think and he was fine and he was but there were a lot of report a lot of it it did a lot of reporters showed up because of that yes they did they did remember and then they and then they and then they saw the mansion and then they started digging it the reporters were maybe digging around a little bit more and then that maybe made the news i don't know yeah and there was remember there was that one kind of really nosy reporter yes there's always one really nosy reporter (laughs) so true okay well uh moms and dad don't really care so much about that they leave for the beach with bobby so he can recuperate by the shore and literally leave trixie and honey alone to stay overnight at their at trixie's house but they go out they leave in the night to go back to the mansion and they're Irish setter ready is keeps keeps finding ways to escape and follow them. And they keep putting him back in the house. He jumps through a closed window. Right. And it was, it was, yeah. Like on the second floor, on the second floor, jumps through the window, breaks the window and he's okay. It's okay. He's okay. (laughs) Doesn't get caught. would be when they break through a window on the second floor. Yeah. Doesn't, no cuts, no bruises, no bangs or anything. He's okay. Uh, and that is the day then that the mansion burns down. Why do you think they had Reddy jump through the window? I don't know. It didn't seem to move the story along at all. No, unless again, they're just trying to show his personality, which sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes in some of the later books, he has a personality. And he, he does. He does have books, a personality. Yeah, and in some he doesn't. But in the Julie Campbell versions, 
he he's around a lot. Right. And Honey has a has a dog too. She just a got puppy. a new puppy. Bud. Bud. I almost said the name of the next dog. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just really struck me how how many physical altercations this these kids got yes, into in, in they, seven days and they're never really injured i just feel like i would have like you said been sidelined for a week by one of those things happening well and did her it didn't seem like her parents even noticed that she had a huge bump on her head that was bleeding at one point and had so, a bandage apparently because honey did first yeah. aid her parents never asked they never tell her have trixie tell her parents about the concussion she doesn't and i think the governess was there when honey was um putting the bandage on you would think that she would call the parents would say listen i don't know why trixie didn't i just feel like when i was 13 if i had fallen hit my head on a rock and lost consciousness and was bleeding profusely oh and the dog came after them too oh the mad dog yes there's a mad dog um um, oh yeah he yeah he came because i i only said he came when to the house when jim shot it but yes the mad dog was there at the cove as well when right when everything was was happening that's why they they were they were trying to get away from him so yeah so i i don't know when you were 13 would you have just not told your parents i mean it, it seems like it would be really scary at 13 to lose consciousness Yes. Yes. Although I do remember in this book, one of the first chapters when they they were describing how mean old man Frayne is, Trixie tells her mom, oh, did I tell you that a couple days ago, his chicken got loose and I brought it back and he came out with a shotgun and threatened me. Yeah. <laughs> the mom's is like, oh, honey, he would never right. shoot you. He it's just shoot like, you. He's a like, nice man. These dramatic things are very much downplayed as like, eh, that's country life in the... <laughs> People just forward. run out with shotguns, you know. Right. Yes. So speaking of Trixie, I was going to think we yeah. should talk about her personality and okay. her because uh, how would you how would you describe Trixie's? I think that she is extremely impulsive. Mm-hmm. She does not think things through, although we know now that the brain is not fully baked until it's 25 years old. And she so, has hit her head many times. And she has hit her head a lot <laughs> and fallen off horses and that sort of thing. So if anyone has neurological issues, it's poor Turksy. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that she's got a good heart, but I also think she can be selfish. So I think she's a mixed bag versus Honey, who's more vapid at this point, where she's just kind of, you can kind of see her starting to branch out and become less afraid and and less frail. Mm -hmm. But her Mm -hmm. actual personality is that really caring personality about how she's so caring about Jim and his past and all of those things. So I Much think she is, is different in that sense that she's very, I think she has a good heart and I think she does care about people, but I think she just doesn't think before she acts. Right. And to show this in book one, I 
have prepared a little list from chap just two chapters of this, oh this quite okay. long book, just, just chapters nine and 10, the way that Julie Campbell had Trixie responding to people. Um, she was demanding, goading, groaning, saying something crossly, objecting, insisting, moaning, complaining, saying something stubbornly, answering someone grimly, yelling, <laughs> yelling, staring shamefacedly, and yep. speaking in disgust. Wow. That <laughs> if I, would, I don't even know. If I would have had that list would have been the whole book. Yeah. We would need a whole podcast on that. That's a range of emotions. Plus, she's 13, so she's hitting puberty. Yes. So yes. We I have thought mood, yeah. that a lot that has come up in our conversations. Yeah, that, that her mood is kind of all over the place. Honey, not so much. <laughs> Trixie though. Yeah. Very yes. Much so yeah. All right. What are you, anything else that you want to talk I, about? That's, that's all that my time? notes. Unless there's something you can think about that we miss. I think we might've done it. Wow. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Next time will be book two. So you guys can run out to the, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> run the library. Run on to eBay or Amazon. I think uh, there's actually some versions on Kindle too. Oh, hey. So yeah, I think the Kindle. first, I think, I think there are the, the first, first few. So um, then you can, uh, you can be prepared and. Yes, the red trailer mystery will be mm-hmm. the next one we discuss. So that'll be fun. great. Awesome. Um, and then I thought after each episode, I would read something from, a, a, I have a few different books about the the woman of the 50s and okay. how she is supposed to act. Ah, the etiquette. And yes. So we could kind of see if Mrs. Belden is, you know, following the rules. All right. In line with expectations of the times. And I'm going to try to relate it to something that... Um, came up in the books we read. I don't know if that'll always happen, but this one it will. This is from The Good Wife Guide, 19 Rules for Keeping a Happy Husband. Nice. Yeah, let's see. Copyright is 2007, so I'm not sure if that's (laughs) (laughs) when they came up with these and said this is how it should be or if there was a newer one. But the other ones I have are actually older books. But these are very true to life. So... For life, and did they do they describe that that they're referring to life in the fifties? Or oh, it's very just, clear. It's it's inferred. Yes, by the instructions. Okay, exactly. This is from the Ladies Homemaker Monthly. Mm-hmm. Was I guess the original where they got rigid? I think they originally got it from someplace. It's a board book, <laughs> so I think they got it from someplace, and then yeah. Okay, in, t- in 2007, they pulled all these together. Right, they just put the things together. They're just articles. Got it. So Got we're going to actually start with rule number two. Recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Just as it would be unthinkable to serve frozen TV dinners or reheated leftovers to an honored guest, these offerings should not be considered acceptable dinner fare for the man you adore. Give him a hearty home-cooked meal, one that's prepared from scratch and seasoned with love. The hours you spend over a hot stove will be repaid in full when he eagerly asks for seconds. Because that's all you really want. That's all. And look, it's a picture. Aw, <laughs> is it a turkey? It's a tur- 
I, uh, it's a chicken. It might be a turkey. <laughs> I'm calling it a turkey because I okay. love that turkey scene. You do love the turkey scene, and he looks very happy. And I will, once we get something to post it to, <laughs> I will post this pic because it is kind of a funny picture. Yeah. We'll get an Instagram going at some point. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then we can post all this stuff that I say we're going to post. Mm-hmm. Right. By the time you listen to this. We'll have one. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we will. Okay. All right. So thanks for joining us on yes, our first, thanks for first attempt. We have never done a podcast before, so I think this went okay. We'll I think to, it went okay. We'll have to see. I think we'll just get better and better. I hope so. I hope we don't get worse. All right. Until next time. The end. The end.